It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Duke Tobin talked about the future for a number of young Cincinnati Bengals down in Mobile, Alabama. Let's break down the most interesting things from the Bengals director of player personnel. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network here on Lockdown Bengals, covering your team every day on YouTube, anywhere you get your podcasts. If you're new to the show and you want coverage up to the draft, up to free agency, through the offseason process into 2024, you're at the right place. You can hit the subscribe button to make sure you don't miss an episode and join the everydayers and everyone who makes us their first listen. And we appreciate all of you who do those things. This episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, who helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL terms and conditions apply. And James, Duke Tobin this year, not making bold statements about T. Higgins' future, and that was at the Combine, to be fair. This is earlier in the process for us to hear from Duke Tobin than when the Bengals have been still playing around this time. I guess not last year, but two years ago. But talking about T. Higgins' future nonetheless in less provocative terms. Yeah, I think it's 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 interesting that we're talking about pie a lot. Look, listening to Mike Brown and Duke Tobin talk, it, it's either pizza pie or regular pie. Either way, sign me up. My wife makes this really good mint Oreo pie, ice cream for my birthday. I don't do birthday cake. I do that, and that's it's clutch. So if we want to have some pie, we can. Uh, in all seriousness, when it comes to the pie discussion, I, I think the T. Higgins, what he said, which is, the, hey, we'd love to have T back, which I could have predicted, by the way. We'd love to have T back, but we'll see if there's enough pie to go around, essentially. And I'm paraphrasing, and, and maybe you have the quotes in front of you, but I read it this morning. Look, I, I think it's, it is it is exactly how we think it is, and we as in me and you. And I know some read that and said, oh, man, they're going to let him hit free agency. No, the hell they're not. Cold take me if I'm wrong. There's no way that the Bengals with an asset like T Higgins let him hit free agency. Now, is there a, uh, am I optimistic that a long-term deal gets done? No, but I, I didn't feel optimistic before Duke Tobin spoke. And so I'm not sure we, we learned anything new about T Higgins's future. I think the vibes around it uh, are pretty spot on, but I, I also think even though there's only so much pie to go around, that the Bengals will be prepared to give T a significant piece of that 2024 pie to keep him in Cincinnati. Yeah, the quote I do have in front of me, so I'll just read it. Duke Tobin said, "He, I want T. Higgins back. Everyone on our team would like T. Higgins back. There's a pie, and there are things we can do and can't do because of it. We'll see. 
A lot of a lot of pie discussion, like you said. I'm hungry, baby. Let me get some pie. I can tell. This uh, is like prime rock when he wanted to talk the rock. He he wanted to talk about pie all the time. Yeah. Tobin. Hi, Dwayne. Not really saying anything here that we didn't already know about T. Higgins. If you really, really read into this, where I go with it is not the Bengals are going to let T. Higgins hit free agency. I agree with you there. I don't think that this belies a willingness to let T. Higgins walk. You would have to really be stretching, I think, for that. Just knowing what we know about the Bengals historically, knowing how they feel about assets. And we'll talk about what he said about Jamar Chase. Because even though they didn't say it, I think they feel similarly about T. To, to at least a one-year degree, is if you really read into it, maybe you find a little bit more openness to the idea of the tag and trade than I thought there would be. But that's really reading into it and really stretching in and of itself. I, I don't think this really suggests anything we didn't already think about the future for T. Higgins. Still expecting a franchise tag, still expecting a willingness to play him on the franchise tag, from the Bengals, as we've seen them do countless times, AJ Green, Jesse Bates, etc., in recent history, it, it wouldn't shock at all. But if you really wanted to read into it, I would say they're looking at that salary cap pie and, and trying to decide maybe we do go the tag and trade approach if it lets us do enough other things. Because he mentioned the pie as well with a guy like DJ Reader and talked about him in the same terms that he talked about. A guy like Ted Karras is a big part of the team, a big leader for the team, a guy that they think has juice left, and, and a guy that sounds like maybe there's a lot of interest in bringing back. But again, it's depending on the pie and what happens with T. Higgins' piece of the pie, et cetera. Oh, my God. For for today's show thumbnail, we should use a, just a picture of just a pie. Just a picture of pie, yep. Now, is it pizza or is it the, the mint Oreo ice cream pie that is just amazing? Uh. Is it I think I had a slice of that when I was there because I was there for your birthday. It was good. Yeah, it, it's my favorite. It's really good. Anyway, it's great. Thanks, Emily. Yeah, I need some pie. Look, I think we have a, a a pretty good feel of how they're approaching this. With DJ Reader, they'll wait and see. Jonah Williams probably doesn't get any pie. Not in Cincinnati. He will. He won't get that mint Oreo pie. He'll probably get it in Cali or or somewhere. Whoever's you know, looking Callie is in California, not Brian Callahan, but or with Cali, who knows? I was going to say the Titans do need uh, need some offensive line help, so never say never. But I do think when it comes to T Higgins, they should be open to the the trade idea, and, and for a few reasons. One, the combine's in a few weeks, right? But a little less than a month away. I'll be in Indianapolis for the combine. Uh, a lot of NFL reporters. Uh, will be in Indianapolis for the combine. And essentially every important NFL person will be in Indy. It's not like the Senior Bowl where it's just some, right? It, everybody, because all these coaching staffs will be set. Everyone will be there in, in, in discussing things. And guess what? The Bengals before the combine, and I've said this, but I want to reiterate it, have to have their mind pretty set on what they want to do with T. Higgins then. Because that's kind of what sets the table looking at what T. Higgins put, he's, he said table set on IG on Wednesday, Tuesday, on Tuesday, uh, talking about a caption. Anyways, it sets the table for free agency. So any upcoming trades, uh, potential uh, draft slots, you start finishing uh, some of these, these rankings and you start to have at least an idea of where 
guys are going to go. So you'll have an idea of, all right, can we get a wide receiver that can help replace T? Well, the answer is yes. Can he be T? Can he be better than T? I think that's interesting. I don't know. The Bengals have their own valuations. Since they've drafted T, there's been drafts where they've had wide receivers ranked higher than T, and they've, they've had drafts in general where they didn't take a receiver maybe, where they didn't think there was a T. Higgins available in that draft. Do they think there'll be someone around that level? I think that's a factor in this because, look, if you can get rookie T. Higgins in this draft and you're confident in that with the 18th pick, and you can also get a top 40 pick for T. Higgins, and you don't have to pay him $22 million and have that $22 million cap hit, it just loosens everything up. It makes free agency easier. It allows you to pay Jamar Chase, and you get a, a rookie contract, that wide receiver, that would matter. So I'm, I'm not saying it's the 18th pick, by the way, but that's how the Bengals have to look at it because that's the selection they have is 18, 49, and, and so on and so forth. Will they be able to address wide receiver and, and put out the the level of production at that spot that they're hoping for moving forward? Because I don't think they're just going to completely retool their offense. That's the the conversation they need to have and, and have a good idea about certainly before the combine and then going into Indianapolis for sure. Yeah, it's a tough year to retool your offense into something that we've talked about on this podcast and the the shift toward more tight ends and all that stuff. There just aren't a ton of great tight ends available in free agency or in this draft. It's a pretty thin year if you wanted to to go in that direction so you're looking for production to replace in part or completion of t higgins if he is not on the team in 2024 but hard to rely on rookies for that too even if there is a really high valuation maybe you really like a guy that you think could be available to you say even in the second round where they drafted t higgins at 33 t higgins is a veteran he's been around the nfl there's typically an acclimatization period for wide receivers coming into the NFL, for most players coming into the NFL. So that, that's the risk-reward analysis they have to do with the opportunity cost of $22 million of cap space because that's how franchise tags work. They're cap inflexible, right? That they would be able to play with in free agency, both from a cash and cap perspective. So a lot more to talk about that Duke Tobin weighed in on at the Senior Bowl, including his focus while he's in Mobile, Alabama. Dax Hill talked about DJ Reader. There's some notes on Jamar Chase as well. We'll continue talking about the Bengals' de facto GM's comments coming up next. This episode of Locked On Bengals is sponsored by LinkedIn Jobs, who knows that as a small business at the beginning of a new year, you might be looking to add to your team to tackle the projects that you're trying to take on in the new year. And if you're looking for the one move that can take your business to the next level in 2024, LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success depends on the team you surround yourself with, and maybe you need that key individual to join your team or pair of people to join your team. LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. I wish this existed for the Cincinnati Bengals in free agency where they need to add those key pieces. It's not just another job board. They have a vast network of over a billion professionals who will see those job openings, which makes it the best place to hire. It's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. That's why Small businesses rate, rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. The process is intuitive. It's easy. It's quick. So right now you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
Today's show is also brought to you by DoorDash. Whether the game goes to a timeout, maybe the clock stopped and you realize that, like me, you want some pie in your life. Well, DoorDash is the way to make that happen. And whether it's the big game in less than two weeks or whether it's NBA, which, yes, I will be watching a lot of NBA, or maybe you're watching the Senior Bowl this week and you want to get that perfect local spot. I always mention it when it comes to DoorDash. I DoorDash City Bird at least once a week. The tenders, awesome. Spicy chicken sandwich, awesome. So if you're in Cincinnati, check out City Bird or check out whatever you're craving with DoorDash. And right now you can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. It's subject to change and terms apply, but do it now because you can get that awesome food delivered right to your door. You don't have to leave. The weather's been crappy. DoorDash is perfect for you. Again, use code LOCK23 for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and, and spend $15 or more subject to change. Terms apply. James, there were also some comments just while we're on the topic of the wide receiver position on Jamar Chase. I don't think there's a whole lot here, but Jamar Chase being Jamar Chase, worth mentioning, Duke Tobin, Interested in keeping Jamar Chase around. Shocker. We like Jamar Chase. He's in our long-term plans. He's a high-level player in this league, and we want to keep those kind of players on our team. Pretty straightforward there. Don't know if the extension will get done in the imminent future, but I'm sure it is something that they will work on and work toward. But as he said, he's waiting to see the Justin Jefferson deal and, and those sorts of things happen first. Yeah, I mean, if the deal's right, I don't think he'll necessarily wait on Justin. I think... That doesn't necessarily have to happen. Let's make two predictions when it comes to Jamar Chase, which sure to be wrong as we record this. It's January 31st. First one, Jake, do you think an extension gets done before week one? But Before so. the kickoff of week one? Well, I don't know what that distinction... You mean like the end of week one versus kickoff? Like it could take through the weekend? Is that... No, no, no. Like Joe got done on Thursday, but week one prep had already started. Like they were two days yeah. away from playing in a game. So gotcha. week one was already week one. That's I, I mean. think so. I okay. think so. I think that that is one they're going to want to prioritize in a big way before getting to the season. I don't think they're going to want to get to the season, which March Chase playing on the last year of his deal. Well, he, they'll have the fifth year option. They're going to exercise. I, I guess. Yeah. 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 In a couple right. weeks, a couple months at max. Either way. But, I'd say yes. Still. Okay. So Yes. I agree with you. I think it gets done. Do you think it goes into game week? I think that was a factor. Looking back last year, I know the calf was a thing. It's such a distraction. Like he, Joe did his press conference and then left for Cleveland. Like I missed it because I was on my way up to Cleveland already. And it was mm-hmm. just, I don't want it to come down to that, to that again. And I hope it doesn't. I hope it's done like July 26th. Like when players come in for camp. Get it, get ideally, it ideally early in camp. I don't know. I don't I don't really have a great feel. That's usually when the Bengals would get this sort of thing done. Joe's yeah. deal took longer, but it was probably the most complicated deal they've ever negotiated, which isn't an excuse, but is perhaps an explanation. Jamar's also going to have a pretty crazy deal for them. The craziest non-QB deal I think they're ever going to do, or they, they will have done to date, will be for Jamar Chase. So you could see it taking a little bit of time, but it should be. I would think intuitively a little bit more in line with what we've seen from them historically than, than Joe Burrow going into the late, late preseason. 
Yeah. Anyways, I, I just figured I would mention that. That's where my thought process is when it comes to, to contract stuff. Of course, they want to keep him. But Duke Tobin did talk about what he's focused on at the Senior Bowl, which kind of aligns with what a lot of people, I think, are looking at. Yeah, he said that everyone's doing this. but And it's true. He's not wrong. But it's a way of kind of disguising, I think. What, what he's really focused on this year. And, and this is kind of the nature of the senior bowl too. There, there's always talk about the wide receiver, the running back, the tight end one-on-ones with DBs and linebackers. There's always talk about a lot of one-on-ones in general. The Bengals not interested in the senior bowl quarterbacks, even though there are a couple of guys who might get picked in the first round down at the senior bowl playing quarterback. They're definitely watching the wide receivers, but you talk, you look at the, you know, the tweets and the reporting from Bengals beat folks that are down in mobile and this quote, he's spending a lot of time watching trench play. And he said, there's not a year we don't want to continue to develop both, both line of scrimmages. That's where the game is won and lost. There's great players on every team at skill positions, and you need them. But the game is won and lost at the line of scrimmage. Everyone is down here at the Senior Bowl. Focus on the line of scrimmage. That's the nature of the NFL. You have to be good up front. But I think that Duke is particularly focused on those position groups right now. And it makes sense, right? They need a right tackle. They need defensive tackles. Doesn't necessarily sound like they're terribly interested in competition at left guard, but they have some interior guys that are entering that will take Karras in particular on the last year of his deal. And he talked about Karras as well. There's a need for future players on the interior of the offensive line and depth there. So it does make sense that the Bengals would be intently focused on defensive line play and offensive line play at the senior bowl. It does. It absolutely does. And when you, because let's just stick with pie references. When you're putting together your off season pie and off season plan, you have so many assets of said pie to go to different resources. Well, we expect a lot of those to go to the offensive and defensive lines. I think you need at least one backup interior lineman let's just say you you want your same starting line, which I think is realistic. One backup lineman that can maybe play multiple spots because Ted Karras is in the last year of his deal. And you just want to add some depth there. We obviously know about right tackle, and we've talked about defensive tackle a ton on this podcast. So mm-hmm. go back and that's why you should subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcast. But usually when we, like last year, we talked a lot about tight ends. The Bengals were focused on tight end. Usually we're a spot on. They're going to be really focused on defensive tackle, on offensive line, specifically tackles. And I'm sure that's something they want to address and will address in free agency and in the draft. So it aligns. Not shocked that it aligns. Let's uh, continue the conversation about Duke Tobin and, and discuss not only uh, what he's doing at the Senior Bowl this week, but also a former first-round pick and what his future could be on defense. We'll do that next. Today's show is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy the way it should be. And whether you're looking for NBA, whether you're looking for the big game, and the big game is right around the corner, maybe you think that Patrick Mahomes is going to really struggle against the 49ers. So you think that Travis Kelsey, yeah, he was playing well and he's played well in the playoffs, but you think he's going to go for less than his number of projected yardage against the San Francisco 49ers. Well, you can roll with that. That's the beauty of prize picks is it's you versus the prize picks projection. So you pick two to five stat projections and whether that player is going to go for more than or less than that 
projection that Prize Picks gives you. And if you get it right, let's say you get three of them right, well, boom, you can win up to 25 times your money. It isn't hard to get started. It isn't hard to make your pick. So join the fun today at prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Just wrapping up the thoughts on trench play and, and some of Duke Tobin's comments there. He talked about being pretty pretty bullish on the line play at the Senior Bowl, which is pretty cool. And Jeff Hobson at Bengals.com wrote about the Orlando Brown-Tyler Guyton connection. Orlando Brown, of course, Oklahoma history. Tyler Guyton, Oklahoma, massive and relatively athletic for his size. Twin towers. Tyler Guyton, twin Oklahoma towers. Good put. And opposite tackles for the Cincinnati Bengals. And also Talise Fuaga, the uh, Oregon State tackle at the Senior Bowl. Both of those guys... A lot of eyes there. Who's the Who do you want? Waga or Guyton? Who do you want? I don't, I don't know. I'm it's, just kidding. It's, it's still January as we record the, this. The interior lineman that the Bengals will have to take if at 18 if they want him, it feels like he's trending way up, is Jackson Powers Johnson. And mm-hmm. he's playing guard. He's playing center. And it is interesting. It, it That's interesting. Wouldn't it be nice? You have a guy like that for under contract for five years? The problem is... It's only five years. The other problem is you still need a tackle. So I, yeah. I think that's what when you when you think about like, could you trade T for the 33rd pick? Man, that opens things up where I would be like, oh, well, maybe you could get Jackson Powers Johnson at 18. And then you still have time to get a tackle and a wide receiver because you have three picks in the top 49. Just saying. The, the risk there, of course, is that you have to hit the picks. And Duke Tobin sure. said that you, you have to hit the picks. You can't buy an NFL team. I think that was one of his quotes. You can't buy an entire roster. You have to hit on your draft picks. And they're hoping that some of their guys from recent years, Miles Murphy, who we talked about, and and Dax Hill can can have strong years for this team in the near future as well. Their last couple of first-round picks. Real quick, before we get to Dax, just want to mention the other current Bengal that, that Duke Tobin talked about that was mentioned on the Bengals.com article, Sam Hubbard. Talked about Sam was playing through that high ankle sprain mm-hmm. late in the year, playing through things that a lot of people wouldn't be able to play through, expecting him to bounce back to form. He sees him as an elite run defending defensive end in the NFL. So my earlier comments about, you know, if I was the Bengals, I'd be looking at, are you getting your money's worth there? Not to say he's a bad player. I think Sam Hubbard's a good player, but with the need for more juice on the defensive line, Sam Hubbard is a place I was looking just from from a cat perspective, from a cash perspective. You can put all that to bed. The Bengals never thought they were considering it, but you can put the nail in the coffin, as it were, to any consideration around Sam Hubbard's future with the Cincinnati Bengals, I think, after the comments from Duke Tobin on his future. 
to to the Bengals reporters down in Mobile. Sure. And like you said, not a shock at all. Mm-hmm. Get healthy, Sam. Yeah, you had surgery, so hopefully he'll be good to go. I'm pretty sure he had that tightrope type procedure that uh who was it Herbert that had it or Pick oh no, Pickett had it. Kenny Pickett had it. I knew one of them. Uh, Tua had it at Alabama as well. Tua had it. So yeah, so hopefully he's he's healing up and, and gonna be good to go for the offseason program and can be good to go and be a big part of, of this Bengals defense moving forward because I thought he had a career year in 2023 or 2022, excuse me. Yeah. And then obviously this year I played through the injury. So was, was um, also pretty bullish on Ted Karras. And, and like I said, was I, I thought pretty strong words in, in support of DJ reader and they'll have to see with the pie and the injury and everything with DJ, but just to circle back to that, just a couple other veterans, though, those are some guys that he spoke really highly of as well. Sure. I think they would love to have DJ. I think it's – you talked about the Burrow extension being complicated. I think DJ Reader, it's so complicated because you look at age, health, production. The production is awesome. Like you love what he does when he's on the field. The health, the coming back from an injury right now. He's missed games prior to this past year as well. It's not like this is a one-off injury-wise. And then the age factor that they've clearly taken into consideration recently I do wonder. I think they're going to spend a defensive tackle. Will it be on DJ Reader? Depends on what he wants, of course. Mm-hmm. But the uh, one of the the other interesting comments I thought was the Dax Hill mm-hmm. conversation and what all of the conversation that's been around it. And and you've seen it. Everybody's seen it. And to me, he's clearly bullish on Dax, the player. Said quote. A rare athlete, and this is courtesy of Jeff Hobson, great speed, courageous in the run game, can come out of the middle of the field and defend the goal ball. I think, so think about it, can come out of the middle of the field and defend the goal ball. So that's, I assume that means playing safety, just to be clear. I think he's a guy that can play multiple roles, but I don't think we want to make him a jack of all and master of none. We have to decide from a coaching standpoint what exactly we want out of him and make him a great player at that position. That's really interesting to me. When you read that, because I, like I said, I read it this morning, and the more I analyze it, and I, the the deep safety role—that's obviously what people are questioning. Can he be that? I, I could see them being bullish and keeping him there. I could also see them saying, "No, he's this. We want him around the box. We need a deep safety." let's keep him where he is, where he we can maximize him. I, I don't know which route that will go, but it does feel like Tobin wants the coaches to make a call on, on how they're going to use Dax. Yeah, they want to specialize him one way or another, and he can still play those multiple roles, but the primary role, the specialist role for Dax Hill, whatever he's going to be, box safety, deep safety, man matchup guy, which is not – much of a specialization. It's more of a sub package role. It's something that they want to establish. Finish your thought on Dax Hill. And then I have breaking news. Don't read it. Okay. Um, they, they need to make him a master of something is the idea. And the interesting part of this is the, the coaching aspect where we said they need to decide from a coaching standpoint, what exactly they want out of him. And, you know, we've talked about using him in a variety of roles and that his versatility makes him, such an asset, but also something that is quite an asset is somebody who's really, really good at one thing or or one position, see Jesse Bates. And so it makes sense to me that 
Duke Tobin would feel that way after they saw him try to do a bunch of different things. And he will continue to have some variability. That's the nature of the position in the NFL. But he concluded his thoughts on Dax by saying he's a rare talent and goes about it the right way. I'm not down on Dax at all. Yeah, I I, I have thoughts on that. We'll get we'll get to it. We'll have plenty of offseason to talk Dax Hill. Let's discuss heck, the Seattle Seahawks might be hiring Chad Ochocinco because they love some McDonald's. How about that breaking news? Mike McDonald is headed to the Seattle Seahawks. He's the new head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Adam Schefter was the um, the first to report it, and Ian Rappaport saying they brought in McDonald with the goal of hiring him today. And as we record this, it is Wednesday. So the Baltimore Ravens lose the coordinator that really made it tough on Joe Burrow and company. Look, Jake, we, we've talked about this a little bit. I, I don't mm-hmm. think we wanted to speculate a ton because this isn't locked on Ravens, but this is a big deal not having to deal with that, especially with everyone saying how the Bengals aren't built for the division. We know they need to upgrade in certain areas, but not having to deal with the the one coordinator that had their number, uh, at least had their number the most, is uh, that's a big deal, no doubt. On top of that, his top lieutenant, the DB's coach, whose name I don't remember at the moment, was interviewing for the D.C. job in Tennessee. Uh, I think I saw him interviewing for another D.C. job. Maybe McDonald takes him with him to be his D.C. in in Seattle. Yep. So that's that staff is getting picked over a little bit as well, where people, Brian Callahan, interviewing assistants. Denard Wilson. Denard Wilson. Wilson. And it was Denard and, something. And, and he's in demand. So who knows? Maybe the Ravens just promote him. You never know. They could. That they they probably will try, but maybe he wants to go stick with Mike McDonald. Who knows? Uh, in, in Seattle, if that opportunity is there for him, it'll be interesting. Like I said, Baltimore does a great job with their coaching hires. Don't want to spend too much time on it, like you said, but I, I'm not too convinced that this will be more than a bump in the road for the Ravens. But Mike McDonald is one of the guys that's made it particularly hard on Joe Burrow, in particular in this offense. In particular, there's a reason Brian Callahan targeted his staff for DC because when Brian's talking about the kind of guys he wants to hire in Tennessee on the defensive side of the ball, he said, essentially and paraphrasing, I know the guys that have made it hard for me on offense. I want our defense to be like that. And then he went and interviewed a Schwartz assistant and a McDonald assistant, a Cleveland assistant and a Baltimore assistant for their Uh DC title. Go figure. Yeah. And that is not shocking because I, I know the Bengals know how hard it is uh, to to go against those defenses. And, and we saw it. We saw it in the playoff game, it, 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 how challenging it is. Back-to-back weeks going up against a team like that. And, and they're still going to be tough, to your point. But, man, they uh, they got a little worse today. That's oh, yeah. a, a big loss. And what we've talked about, they have some free agents up mm-hmm. in the air as well. So that might have been the best Ravens, the best the Ravens are going to be for a while and as dominant as they've been. That doesn't mean they won't make a playoff run. I'm not saying that. But... I'm not sure I would pencil in the Ravens for the number one seed in the AFC next year. So there you go. AFC North wide open. McDonald was a great hire. I've been talking about let's get this guy head coaching job since early November. I think was the first time I officially said anything about it, but he, he's been a thorn, significant yeah. thorn in Joe Burrow and the Spangles offenses side. And so congratulations to him. Good riddance. Get out of the AFC North. Go to the <laughs> NFC where we only have to see you. Every three or four years, the Bengals don't play Seattle, right? Next year, they just played them. I don't think so. No, no, they don't. So, there you go. At least a little bit of a break. See you in New Orleans. Orleans.
Uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Seattle has uh, some work to do. I, I agree. So do the Bengals. <laughs> so do the Bengals. So do the Bengals. No doubt. That's that's the nature of this part yeah. of the offseason. Didn't get to talk about Duke Tobin's thoughts on the tight end class and, and the prevailing notion watching these playoff teams where tight ends have been really important. Didn't get to talk about... He said they all suck and they hate tight end in Cincinnati. No, he didn't say that. He didn't, but we'll be able to talk about that some more. We'll be able to pick <laughs> apart more of what Duke Tobin had to say at the Senior Bowl. And we'll have a Senior Bowl takeaway show for you at some point here after the Senior Bowl is completed. The first big step toward the NFL draft. That'll be coming to you in the near future on this podcast. Until next time, thanks for listening to this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Hootay, and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.